In this episode of The Ziggler Show, a working mom with two kids and writing a book, and she hit burnout and needed a breakthrough. So I'm back with Erica Dewan, who was with me in episode 883 to talk about digital body language, which is the title of her new book. But she decided she wanted to be someone who woke up excited, not harried and stressed out. So she made a new plan for her life. She changed her daily habits to allow for peace and clarity and health, and she gave up some shallow pleasures to enable herself to enjoy deeper pleasures that she now cherishes. And you're going to hear that in this episode. It's yet another story of a normal person like you and me who made some small changes that produce abnormally great results. Welcome everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. This is the Ziegler show. It's ranked number two in all time career podcasts in Apple podcasts. Our focus here is growing your professional success by helping you grow into your full capacity. My motive podcast is devoted to clarifying the reasons that drive you. In episode 31, I bring you a paradigm shift with a motive for temporary failures. I make a case for welcoming difficulty and temporary failures that come with doing anything of great value in our lives. My True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. In episode 74, we dig into trauma, how it affects our health and what we can do about it. We're joined by celebrity guest, Tana Amen, who along with her husband, Daniel Amen, runs the infamous Amen Clinics. Tana's first half of life was just besought with trauma. And today she's an established researcher on brain health. So incredibly interesting discussion. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. Erica, this is a fun time to ask you about your habits and especially the important ones because you're in the middle, would you say, as the, the, the tour of the book launch, which happens in what, a week or so? Uh, just yeah, about there. That's right. So this is a great time because you're being, you're being pressured down. And uh, what are the ones that even with the big book launch are not going to go by the wayside? The top habits that matter most to me and that I live by religiously are number one, sleeping early. I, I, have my, I have two kids, both under three years old. One goes to bed at seven, one goes to bed at 7.30. And uh, you know, I don't have a huge house. I live in Manhattan. Um, so uh, I have found that sleeping early and waking up early, whether that's sleeping at eight or 8.30 if I can, and maybe I, I seem like an old geezer, but for me, it has been amazing versus, you know, what I used to do even a year ago, which was, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, sometimes, you know, binge watching Netflix until midnight has transformed my life. It's given me a sense of energy. I can wake up at 5, 5.30 naturally, and I start the day with intention. Uh, the second habit is quick moment of silence and, and breath when I start the day to just re realign, to remind myself that I'm in my body. And as a mom of two young kids and fully working and in the midst of a book launch, uh, I don't have a lot of time. And sometimes I have a crying child up at 530 with me. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, even it's, if it's just a simple, you know, two minutes of breath, um, you know, or I listen to the Calm app for 10 minutes if I'm lucky right. to get 10 minutes, but it's not my circumstance to get even that much 
uh, or more than that in a regular day. Uh, third habit is uh, a breakfast of three boiled eggs. For some reason, I found that just having that healthy protein in the morning builds my sense of energy. And uh, it's completely different if I even have cereal or I have, you know, a bagel. I don't have the same energy, but three boiled egg, egg whites has, has been fantastic for me. And then the fourth habit is intentional. You know, I, I'm a, a busy working, um, working uh you know, professional and the intentional time of at least one hour with my children uh, every day towards the end of the day, whether it's giving my daughter a bath, reading my son a book, uh, you know, in some ways it's, it's for them, but it's really for me. Yeah. And, you know, we spend so much of our day at work. We don't have time for play. And I find so much joy in what they give me, which is an hour of true play to reimagine, to be creative and to truly connect with them. And again, and again, I think it's, it's all about me. It's not, it, it is about them, but I, I'm lucky to be on the journey with them. So those are the four habits that really shape my life. I like, it. I want to dig into them a little bit. So especially not only going to sleep early, but that even as close to a year ago, you said you were not doing that. I want to know about that time. Was there a, something you were exposed to something, somebody said something you felt specifically that you said, Okay, I don't want that. I, I more than more than binge watching on Netflix. So let's just say entertainment, relaxation, not a bad thing. But more than that, I want X. What happened? I just hit a massive burnout period. Okay. I was exhausted. I would wake up angry. I would become frustrated. Uh, you know, I, I I found myself just hitting the cliff, and I needed I needed a breakthrough. And uh, I was lucky to uh, take a walk around that time with a good friend named Aisha Bursal. Aisha Bursal is the author of a book called Desi- Design the Life You Love. And her big credo, you know, um, mission is to really encourage us to think about who do we admire? Who are our heroes? And how do we just be more like them and stop, instead of trying to, you know, achieve whatever external success factors are out there or what our parents wanted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I really took a step back, I thought about, you know, how I wanted to be uh, someone that woke up excited and energized. And, and Aisha actually told me that one of the things she did when she had young children and which her kids are in high school now. She said, I struggled like you with this, Erica, too, as a working professional uh, in a pandemic. We haven't even, you know, added that on top of this right. in a two bedroom apartment in New York City. But um, but she said to me, you know, I would get start getting up really early and it gave me space for myself. Uh, and then I could be present to everyone else. And I think my exhaustion was I didn't create the space for myself. And that's what really led to the shift to sleeping early and realizing that I wasn't missing much late at night and I was getting so much more out of the day. So that is part of the point is to be up before the kids and okay. Yeah. Which I'm grateful that we're hearing that more and more and more and more. And I had to come to it as well. And I struggle with it because I've got older kids who want to do fun things at night and then the younger kids. (laughs) So it's, it's a bit of a, a tension there, but yeah, that time in the morning is so powerful, but that's great to hear. And, and actually I want to, I want to, it was design the life you love by who again, say that name again, spell it for me. A Y S E B I R S E L. Okay. Uh, I love the title of that and somebody to impart into our lives is 
The most powerful thing. So two moments of silence and breath. You said the Calm app for 10 minutes. So I want to ask you about that because, again, meditation is such a common thing that we're hearing. Or, you know, people say it in different ways now. Some people try to not use the word meditation, but they want to say, yeah, I take this time and be present or, or whatnot. Is that something, again, what brought you, have you done that for a long time? Is there something that brought you to saying, hey, that's an exercise I want to take on? You know, as someone who grew up um, in Indian culture, you know, my parents came from India in the 70s to the United States, yoga and, you know, creating moments for meditation and mantras were part of my upbringing. They're what I, we did at Temple. They weren't, you know, a fad or something new that I tried in my 30s. They were part of my childhood. And I remember you know, definitely times in my 20s where I often let go a lot of that stuff. And I just could see the levels of anxiety in my life. And and I would say about 15 years ago, I started a regular, you know, practice around meditation. And and of those 15 years, I think I, over those 15 years, I've had probably about six or seven years of consistent uh, meditation. Uh, because I've lost it in certain periods and then I got it back. And that's, you know, if, if you lose it, it binds you again because you realize when you need it. Yeah. Um, and what I also learned for me is that meditation is a space for me to reflect in the way that I want to reflect in that moment, which means, you know, I've done everything from the YouTube video meditations, the guided vis- visualizations, the Calm app. Uh, recently, I also did Deepak Chopra's, you know, 21 day, uh, you know, free uh, yoga and meditation, uh, you know, experience. And and so, it, you know, I found that it's the, the experience of just be, creating space to be centered and to catch my breath and to actually breathe versus how I do it. Um, and that, that's what can change naturally. I, I love hearing that, that is, you're not, cause I was going to ask that. Okay. So specifically, I like to know, so, you know, how do you approach it? Do you have this specific, yeah, I do this, you know, specific blah, 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 that you're, you're taking the discipline of the time, the benefit of the time, but allowing yourself to do it in different ways. I like that because as a, as my own bias, I like that too, to let there be a season of that. And then sometimes I start feeling imprisoned to it and to be right. free to do something like it's exercise. I'm going to exercise. Like exercise, but sometimes you don't want to do weight training Ex- anymore. Yes. You want to do the Peloton or you want to exactly. do a dance class or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, let me ask that. So, uh, on that, is that a, so do you do a, a, you know, primarily an exercise regime? What are you doing right now there or even, yeah. even historically? What, tell me about that one. Yeah. So I, th- I think this is an interesting question because in the last three years, I've birthed two children. My children are 14 months apart. So oh, wow. I didn't have a normal routine as, you know, or an <laughs> yeah. easy, consistent, perfect habit because life happens. We all have circumstances, um, whether that's hurting our foot or being pregnant and not being able to do lots of things or whatever it may be. And so for me, um, actually, after I had my son, uh, you know, about, I would say, uh, right around when the pandemic hit about, you know, a year ago, a little more than a year ago. Now I started a very regular routine. Uh, again, I 
thought, you know, I was finally done with having kids and I'd finally go back to workout classes and be able to, uh, you know, have people push me. And then the quarantine hit and I had no option after three years of being limited in my workouts already. And so I just said, what is in my power now? Because I know how much moving my body helps me. And uh, I downloaded with my husband those beach body tapes of Shanti, those insanity I've tapes. Done, I've done them, yeah. That's together, right. starting last March. Um, by the way, in March 2020, after I had my son, I had him in February 2020, I was 185 pounds uh, after two children in two years, basically. And um, doing those insanity workouts six days a week with my husband, 30 minutes a day, uh, I lost 50 pounds. Whoa. Six wow. months. And now I do continue to do them religiously. I do mix it up now, similar to like what we talked about, Kevin, but uh, actually in many ways, the quarantine gave me a space to just stop looking elsewhere and start looking within and looking at what's in my power simply on my phone. And if we have that wherewithal within, we can, we can change our habits. We can achieve our goals, whether it's fitness, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or physically. That's, I, I love it. And I, I want to, I do have to say, I can relate a little bit now. I didn't birth the children, but uh, we've got a bunch and we have two different uh, sets. I'll say that are both literally uh, almost to the day, 15 months apart. And so I understand two in diapers and it's kind of like twins, but not even, sometimes I thought twins might've been easier because at least they're in the same diaper, you know, now I, you get two. I agree. We didn't get lucky. We had Irish twins and, <laughs> and it was more work, but we love them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so uh, you talked about breakfast, three boiled egg whites. Of course, there are so many. I have another show, the True Life Podcast, where we talk about health and wellness, of course, diet. You know, there's 101 different methodologies that everybody does. Do you have, aside from that, any specific diet uh, that you adhere to? Well, you know, I think that last year in particular, um, the year that I lost 50 pounds in six months, which I've never done before. So so impressive, by the way. uh, And during the pandemic, for me, it wasn't the quarantine. It was the loss of (laughs) of weight. And and I think actually being at home helped me with that. Maybe I had no time to eat. (laughs) But uh, when it comes to, you know, health and wellness and food, um, one of the things that I did was the paleo, you know, routine of really amping up my protein intake. And I've seen such powerful results of that. I, you know, I I think that in a weight loss period, it was very, uh, you know, very rigid and following those rules. Now, I think I, I believe in um, creating space to enjoy food and whether that's, you know, if I want to eat some pasta or, uh, you know, eat a steak versus, you know, eating a, you know, a gluten-free, uh, you know, salad or sandwich. I think um, what I have followed and what has worked is to to have some regular rhythms like the boiled eggs yeah. that set me for the day. And then by dinner to give some space for fun and creativity, whether whether I want to have something just delicious and not healthy or something very healthy. Yeah. And I, I think that not being so rigid now, but having one meal of regular structure has been most helpful. 
You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Erica Duan. And I encourage you to listen to us in episode 883, where we talk about her message and her new book, Digital Body Language. You can find her at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Duan, D-H-A-W-A-N.com. Next, I ask her about her burnout that happened during the end of writing this incredible book. And she says it was crazy, but also perfect. So stay tuned. Of course, it would be great to start a business with millions of customers already on your website, but that is what Amazon FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon, offers. FBA is a program that Amazon started where they lend their entire fulfillment network to their sellers. That means they pick, pack, and ship your products, handle returns, and customer service. Amazon FBA is for anyone wanting to start a business. Helium 10 is an all-in-one software tool for entrepreneurs to help them start, build, and grow a business on Amazon. Helium 10 has over 1 million users worldwide. They track over 2 billion products on Amazon and Helium 10 has over 30 tools to help you research, start and manage your business on Amazon. You can learn the right way to sell on Amazon from the start, learn everything you need to know about an Amazon business from how to find a product, create a listing, grow your sales and more. A big lesson that I learned in online business is the power of continuity and trust. Meaning if you're selling and shipping products, nobody does it more than Amazon. So their structure is what people trust. And if you use Helium 10, you not only harness their help and customers, but the trust millions of people have with them and Amazon. You can start your own journey and build your business on Amazon today. Helium 10 has a really stout offer for us. Ziggler listeners get 50% off their first month of Helium 10 Platinum when you go to Helium 10.com. That's the number one zero and use the code Ziggler when you check out. So Helium 10, that's one zero.com and use code Ziggler. For anyone in sales, I encourage you to check out Reply. It's a sales automation platform that streamlines prospecting, helping you acquire new customers and grow revenue with minimum effort. Reply allows you to scale your lead generation while maintaining a personal touch with your multi-channel campaigns. You can eliminate routine manual tasks so you get to focus on value generating activities and increase your efficiency. By creating a sustainable lead generation flow that runs on autopilot, pilot, you can save up to seven hours per week for each sales rep on manual follow-ups and campaign management. Imagine what you can get done in that amount of save time and close 10% more deals. So you'll scale your outreach without sacrificing the quality of engagement. I wonder if the claim of saving seven hours is actually a bit stingy as aside from just the task time, my experience with myself and others is there's so much inefficiency and just stress around all the complications that that in itself accounts for more than just the time. So you can sign up for a 14 day free trial, no credit cards required at reply.io. And for Ziggler show listeners, get a one-time $100 discount for reply with the code replypod when purchasing a paid plan. That's reply.io. Use the code replypod for a hundred dollars off a paid plan. I want to jump back to something that I, I forgot about too, is you talked about kind of that burnout about, you know, a year ago or so too. If I take that back, then you've got these little kids. And as I'm holding your book, that's about to launch, you you must've been right in the midst of this. Did you question your timing a little bit on that? And I think, is this really the time I want to do this? You know, I think it, it was crazy and it was perfect. Okay. It was both. Okay. Uh, I feel so blessed to have two healthy children. And for me, it wasn't easy to 
get pregnant instantly and have children. And I'm a little on the older side. My mother would call it a geriatric pregnancy. (laughs) Um, But I, I just, I think in many ways, I just feel so grateful that I've been able to, and, and many people struggle with this and have a lot of grace. I feel grateful to have kids and I guess they chose me in their timing. And I've been working on my new book, Digital Body Language, for four years. And I actually thought it was going to come out in 2020. And I remember really being upset. I couldn't get it done in 2019, by the mid of 2019. I didn't have my creative flow. I was having small children at home. But in some ways, uh, you know, having the pandemic as well, it allowed for this creative flow to truly finish. And I've learned that you know, the timing is right and the universe guides the timing. And in some ways there have been crazy moments, um, but creativity flows in the way that it it flows. And I can only honor that. Uh, Thank you. Um, Last one, then I want to hit on, and this is an area that I'm all, I've become more and more curious about all the time is kind of the aspect of just things that you do for you just for, I mean, all these are for you, but the things that you do that are just for Erica, this may, you know, put it into the the uh, label or category of personal care, self-care or play or fun. I mean, it could be hobbies, you know, and whatever it may be, the things that you do that light you up. I love to dance. There's perfect. I love to put on some Beyonce and dance around my <laughs> five by seven office before a virtual keynote spe- speech. Um, I love to sing children's songs with my kids and move around the room. And, uh, you know, I think that moving my body brings me an element of joy. And I think also, you know, we, Kevin, you know, I was a shy and introverted girl growing up and I wasn't very vocal, but one of the things I loved was dancing and expressing mm. myself. Uh, so I think that's something that brings me a lot of joy and it is a regular practice, not always perfect and disciplined, but, uh, but I keep consistently going back to it throughout my life. Uh, the other thing I, I think this is just a guilty pleasure is um, massages. I'll be honest, I'm a big fan of them, uh, especially in a very stressful two years, uh, you know, with all my body changes with work. And I have found even just a discipline of a massage every two weeks. It, it's not, again, um, leisure. It, for me, it was critical. And I think there's no no shying away from that. I think we need spaces to relax and especially in quarantine, that's, that's harder for than ever. And luckily I had someone I knew that, um, I was able to meet and go to her space when things started to open up in New York. That right there though, even you talking about, yeah, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. That's why I ask it because I'm saying that I want people to hear that. So those two massages a week are what Erica does. A massage every two weeks. Every two weeks. (laughs) But that's what Erica does. That's an investment that you make in yourself that has helped you get to right here on this show with this book and, and everywhere else you're going to be that that's, that's so important. One more, Kevin. Please. And it was, I would take myself out to breakfast every Thursday to just dream and think, and I would bring my journal and uh, I, I couldn't do that uh, for a lot of the pandemic when, you know, dining yeah. was closed, but I started doing it again. And I'll tell you, it has been amazing. So it's just, kind of, is that just kind of a creative kind of an inspired thing? Go to a nice place. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for the behind the scenes. That was some, that was fun uh, stuff to get into and gave me some thoughts as well. So thank you for sharing some behind the scenes and uh, giving, uh, giving yourself to the show again. Thank you for having me, Kevin, and for the space you create for all of us. 
Well, there you go. And again, friends, I really encourage you to listen to episode 883, where Eric and I talk about her message in her new book, Digital Body Language. And you can find Erica at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Dewan, D-H-A-W-A-N dot com. Coming up in episode 886, I asked the question, what have you spent money on to learn about business or to grow your business in the last 24 months? Tom Ziegler and I talk through the comments and list out what people are really most spending money on today and why. 